Hey guys, welcome to the Two Cents Money Podcast, where we strive to give our two cents on your two cents. Are your credit card balances from holiday shopping overwhelming you? Do you find yourself stressing over how you will pay off your credit cards? Well, in this episode, we'll be discussing six ways you can pay off your holiday debt this year and how to get situated for the 2020 holiday season. So, holiday shopping. According to Discover's 2019 shopping survey, credit cards were the favored payment type used. Um, So I know a lot of us are probably starting to get their credit card bills. If not, um, you'll probably be getting them sometime within the next week or two, depending on how your statement balance uh, ends for each account that you do have. So I know right now, many Americans out there, including you and I, um, have consumer debt from the holidays um, on their mind and most likely on a daily basis. So credit cards have their pros and their cons, but some of you may be asking, why would someone make a credit card their primary payment source, Um, especially for holiday shopping when most people will tend to splurge or spend more? So, you know, for some of us, it's all about the points and the rewards that we earn on a specific credit card. So, The only problem with that is that we need to be careful about this because if we are not paying the balance off on these types of credit cards, the balances can actually rack up very, very quickly and very easily. Um, Interest rates on rewards cards tend to be higher just because of the simple fact that you earn rewards and points. So just be careful if you do use a rewards card for any future purposes or if you do rely on those types of rewards cards even if it's just for your daily purchases, let alone holiday spending, um, the interest rates do tend to be a little higher. Now, another another reason why somebody might kind of lean towards using a credit card for um, you know their holiday shopping would be repayment options. So repayment options on credit cards are very flexible. Uh, You only pay a portion back each month and at the very least a minimum payment, which may equal about one to two percent of your balance. Plus, you know, some fees and interest that accrues over your statement cycle. Um, Now, that can actually be a good thing or a bad thing. If you get used to paying the minimum payment every month, you can uh, you can actually end up falling back a little bit um, where I've seen, you know, people, including myself, we pay the minimum payment. And then, you know, your interest that just accrues every month is insane. And basically your minimum payment, whether it's $25, $50, or $100, most of it's going towards interest. So you really want to focus on paying down that principal balance. Um, You know, credit cards also allow people to spend what they don't have. And I know some of you are thinking, well, that's actually not a good thing. It's not. But that's... That's actually one of the main reasons why people will, uh, you know, use a credit card for holiday spending. Um, so, you know, using credit cards for the holidays opens up the spending limits, which makes people like you and I um, overspend. So when you spend money that you don't have, you don't feel as limited, right? So that can actually lead to negative spending habits, which will then be a snowball effect. So some of the things that we're going to talk about today is going to 
kind of help anybody out that's in that type of situation where you're looking at your bills now, you're looking at your apps for your credit cards, and you're like, oh man, I kind of spent a little bit too much this past Christmas or you know this past holiday season. What are my options? So before we dive into Two Senses, Six Ways to Get Back on Track this year, I want everybody out there to think about this statistic I read from MasterCard. Holiday sales rose 3.4% this year. So what does that really mean um, in terms of consumer spending? So basically, American consumers spend more this year than they did in 2018. So the average person actually spent roughly $1,050 with a majority of that being spent on gifts for family, gifts for friends, coworkers, etc. So now considering that we just spoke about how credit cards were um, a favored payment type for holiday shopping this year, and let's think about the fact that less than 40% of Americans out there can afford to pay for an unexpected ex- expense of $1,000. Let's quickly break that down. So if Americans spent an average of $1,050 over the holidays, but yet less than 40% of people can afford an emergency expense of at least $1,000, we need to make sure credit cards are not a primary source for spending. So these six ways that we're going to discuss right now can actually help anybody, um, anybody listening, anybody out there who may have racked up some debt on their credit cards, you know, this is really going to help you get out of debt for for this year. You know, 2020 is a new year. And we want to make sure that everybody kind of starts this new year off in the right direction. So now that the holidays are over, this is the perfect time to start planning ahead and to also take care of, you know, whatever is still lingering from 2019, which would be credit card debt. So... One of the first ways that you can kind of tackle some of this holiday debt is doing a balance transfer. So depending on your credit score and which creditor that you currently use or may end up, you know, choosing, you may be eligible for a promotion such as a 0% intro rate for a specific term. So a lot of companies out there will actually offer something like 0% for 18 months, 0% for 12 months. Um, And these promotions can actually help you pay down debt, um, even sometimes much faster than you would have had you just kept that debt sitting there. Um, It'll definitely help you with interest and, you know, how much your interest actually accrues. So some banks and credit unions may offer a low rate, such as 3% for six months or 2.5% for 12 months, as a means to stay competitive to not just their market and their competitors, but also to help with their clientele, their customers, their members. So whichever promotional rate and term you end up qualifying for, make sure to also take a look at, you know, what are their balance transfer fees? Um, Do they have any annual fees? You may be lucky to find a small local financial institution that has a very, very minimal um, fee on their credit card. So that can actually help you a ton. You know, when you're thinking about balance transfers too, be sure to pay attention to what your rate will be after the promotional rate. Um, Just in case you end up not paying off your entire balance before your promotional term ends, you really want to make sure that you know what your rate's going to jump to. So 
a lot of people actually forget about this because they they see such a a, a great rate right up front. You know, you're, you're oh my gosh, it's only zero percent for twelve months, or it's only two percent for six months. But we need to be prepared for what happens after those six months or that twelve month term. So if you know that your rate's going to jump up to twenty two percent, for example, we want to plan ahead so. We can either try and pay that balance off before that end of the term so we're not paying 22% interest on our balance or just really strive to make those huge payments um, to kind of knock that balance down so you don't have to worry about it after that six-month, 12-month, 24-month promotional period. So, you know, using a balance transfer promotion and paying off your balance before the end of the term, like we just discussed, that's really the smartest way that you can utilize a balance transfer. You know, some people out there might say, oh, no, balance transfers aren't good. If you use it the smart way, like we just discussed, you're you're using it the right way. And that's probably one of the most beneficial ways that you can actually pay down your debt cheaper and faster and at the same time, it's it's just helping you keep some money in your pocket while also tackling that debt. So why not, right? Um, I know I've done balance transfers before, and I can tell you that they are truly a lifesaver. Whether it was a projected expense that I was trying to um, accomplish and, you know, I got something in the mail or, you know, maybe I wasn't utilizing a credit card and you know, Capital One or Discover, one of those companies sent me out an email stating that, you know, we noticed that you haven't used your card. Well, here's a promotional rate. I've taken advantage of those before, and I will tell you, it helps you so much. If you're looking to buy some type of electronics or, you know, maybe just doing some renovations on your home, um, it helps when you have no interest or very little interest, and you know that that promotional term you actually use that as your repayment term. So if it's a six-month uh, promo that you you know you were qualified for, break that down. Whichever you know, however much you're planning to spend, break that down into that six-month term. So if it's a thousand dollars and that you're looking to spend, you have zero percent interest for six months. Break that thousand dollars into a six-month term. So you're doing a thousand divided by six. Try and aim to pay that amount that you calculate so at the end of the six months, you're not worrying about it anymore, and it's done, and you pay no interest on it. So basically, it's like as if you were to pay cash. Now, number two, a personal loan or what some companies might call a debt consolidation loan. So having fixed payments and a fixed term and rate actually can be very beneficial just for cash flow purposes um, for those of you that might budget and you want to know exactly how much you're spending to the T, to the penny, a personal loan can actually help with that. So the way that it supplements your budget is that you have a guaranteed fixed payment every single month. Same day of the month, so just say you choose a 15th of the month, your payment's $200, that is consistent throughout the term of your loan. Um, and depending on the, the company that you would get the loan through, you might be able to do a 12-month, 24-month, 36-month. Um, most companies will go up to five years. Now, I would not suggest going too far out um, just because then 
you know, you might be paying a lot of interest. And on top of that, you want to kind of wind down on your term. I understand that, you know, sometimes it's good to extend the term to keep your payments low. But if you can afford to pay more towards it and just get it out the way, that's probably the best option. So some lenders actually will let you do a pre-qualification on their website so you can see what your rate would be ahead of time. And this is actually really great. So you can kind of be prepared. So not only does it help prevent an inquiry on your credit, if you are, you know, not satisfied or you're like, you know what? No, I can probably do better. I got a different promotion um, in the mail the other day. It lets you also estimate what you may be paying if you do apply. So a lot of, you know, a lot of my customers over the past 10 years, their biggest concern when looking for another credit card, another loan, um, you know, just shopping around for different credit items, most of them were concerned with the fact that, you know, oh, X, Y, and Z company now has to pull my credit. Isn't that bad? Isn't my score going to go down? Well, when a company that offers a pre-qualification, you know, and you know that's that's available to you, go ahead and take advantage of that. Make sure that on their on their page it actually says this will not hurt your score or this is just a soft pull inquiry. That is to benefit you. They're going to ask for things like your income and um, you know how much you may be looking to borrow. Go ahead and be as honest as possible because that literally will mimic what they're going to ask you if you do like that promotion that they're running or you do like the rate that they come back with. So to use that to your best of, um, you know, to the best of your situation, I guess we can say, go ahead and be honest on that pre-qualification application because that will only benefit you and your situation. Now. If you do consider a personal loan, though, please make sure that there are little to no fees. Some creditors will charge up to 10% in loan origination fees, which can make your payments higher than expected. So you're probably thinking, what in the world are loan origination fees, right? So loan origination fees are basically fees that are tacked on by the bank, um, kind of for paperwork, for, you know, the their underwriters to do their job, the application fees and things of that sort that are on the back end, um, they will they will charge for those. And not all financial institutions will do that. And not all lenders and creditors will do that. Just watch out for the ones that do, because then that adds on to your payments and what you're basically paying back. So I would definitely suggest visiting your local credit union or your community bank to see what they offer and what their loan products consist of. Because sometimes the smaller financial institutions, um, they a lot of times they offer the best products. Now, number three, home equity loans and lines of credits. So whether you have an existing home equity or are looking to maybe get one for your spring renovations coming up this year, these types of loans can offer low rates and flexible payments. So in order to qualify, you do need to have equity in your home along with qualifying income and credit. If you do have an existing home equity, though, your financial institution may offer promotions from time to time for you to utilize your line of credit. So sometimes they might call it like a reactivation promotion where they're trying to get you know customers and clients that maybe might not be actively using 
their home equity to kind of get them re-engaged again. And honestly, if you do have a home equity with your current bank, go ahead and give them a call and ask them, you know, I haven't used my line of credit in the past year, past five years, or, you know, whatever the case may be, go ahead and call them up and ask them, do you have any promotions out there right now that maybe I can take advantage of to consolidate some of my debt? So, you know, if they do, you can actually save a lot of money on interest and you can have a lower payment. Now, for those of you that may not have an existing home equity, um, just keep in mind that a lot of times the process can take between three to five weeks, depending on how big or small the bank or credit union or lender is that you're looking to move forward with. But just pay attention to any closing costs, um, any application fees, anything that would be tacked on to the debt that you are trying to consolidate. Because again, like we said with a personal loan, the more fees that get tacked onto it, that's the more that you end up repaying. So then, you know, you kind of want to go back to some of our other options and think about what else we're going to discuss to kind of think about, well, you know, adding all these fees onto it, and that's not even including interest or anything of that sort, is this really benefiting my situation? So just really take a deep dive into what their fees are, if any. And again, um, from experience myself, I do know that your local credit unions and your local banks um, tend to offer little to no closing costs. So go ahead and go on Google, check, you know, check on Bing, um, just kind of just Google, you know, home equity promotions near me and take a look at what your local financial institutions are offering. Because like I said, the less amount of fees that you can pay um, that's only saving more money for you, for, you know, your future goals for 2020. Now, number four, so 401k loans. So I'm listing this one just because I want to make sure that I give as much information as possible to my listeners out there. But I also want you guys to know, my honest opinion is I really don't suggest using 401k loans. Um, you know, especially when it comes to debt repayment, just for the simple fact that it's so important to save for retirement, it, I don't like to encourage people to touch that. Now, 401k loans do tend to have fees and limitations as far as how much you can really take out. And depending on your plan, um, you if you end up leaving your employer, you may end up needing to repay that loan much faster than you had you know, originally thought. So, you know, I've read different stories out there before in the past that, you know, somebody quits their job and now, you know, they have three months to repay it. So what if you just took out that 401k loan? Um, you know, sometimes you might end up not just owing it, but if you don't pay it back, it can hurt you for when it comes to tax time. So just be careful if you are in a dire need to use a 401k loan, the option is out there. I would just advise that you look into other alternatives before really digging into that one. Now, number five, so saving secured loans. Um, these types of loans utilize your money in a savings or a CD and use it as collateral for your loan. So similar to an auto loan um, where your car is the collateral, right? or a home equity where your home is the collateral, or even a mortgage where your home is the collateral. 
um, a saving secured loan uses your own money to borrow against. So basically, you're just using your money for your benefit. Now, that does mean you do have to have some money saved to benefit from this option. But for those that may have less than perfect credit, this can actually save you a lot of money on interest. And again, you would have to have whatever amount that you're looking to borrow, you do need to have that in a savings or a CD or something that you can borrow against. Um, a huge benefit, though, that I see from these types of loans is that your money still earns interest, which will help offset the interest that you pay on the loan. So let me throw some examples out there. If your savings account, for say, for example, you're earning 2%, but now your bank or your credit union is offering a 5% savings secured loan, really, you're really only paying 3% if we do the math. So your money is sitting in a 2% savings, and then your loan is a 5% interest rate. So that in-between is 3% that you really end up paying because your money's still earning interest. So that means minimal payments and very little interest on repaying that debt back. And the great thing is, is that once you pay that, that savings secured loan off, they release the hold on your savings account or your CD account, and that money's back to you again. So yeah, you, you made payments and you paid that off, but then your savings becomes available all over again. I like this option. I've used it several times. I know my husband's a huge fan. When I first told him about this, he was like, really? I never knew that existed. Nobody ever even um, explained that to me. I never knew that a product like that was out there. And I'm telling you, I've told family members, I've told numerous customers over the years, and they have really benefited from an option like this. So if you do have some money saved up, even if it's $1,000 and, you know, you, you have $1,000 in debt, this is a, a reasonable option to consider if the other ones don't really fit into your financial picture. Now, number six, a debt management plan. These types of plans consist of partnering with some type of credit agency, such as a financial counseling nonprofit, uh, which which would end up, you know, they they'll be making repayment offers. Um, they work with the creditors that you have debt with, and basically by offers, I mean they'll contact these different creditors that you are working with. Um, and they do this all on your behalf to kind of lower your rate, lower your payment. Um, they have established relationships already with some of these creditors out there, which is why they are able to be successful in lowering what you're paying already. Now, the only thing is with these types of repayment plans is that most of the time, these plans will have some type of setup fee and then a monthly payment that you make to that agency that you're working with. So depending on how much debt you're in, this can help you get the creditors off your back, especially if for some reason, you know, they're calling you or um, you have, you know, debt collectors calling you in regards to some debt that you have out there. But if your debt really consists of just debt that you accrued during the holiday season or that that's maybe when your debt 
kind of spiraled a little bit more. I would probably wait to consider a debt management plan. A debt management plan is really good if, like I said, you have debt collectors calling you, maybe it's six to 12 months out and you realize you're just falling behind, then I would definitely look up a local agency near you to kind of start working with. And if you do choose this route, please make sure to see what their fees are. Um, you know, if they can estimate what some of your monthly payments will be and just talk to them about what specifically they're able to do for you. So up next, we're going to talk about how to prepare for the 2020 holiday season. So how can we get prepared for the 2020 holiday season? Now you're probably like, man, why in the world? Are we talking about this? It's only January. Um, you know, that's nine, ten months away. Well, if we kind of think about the fact that most people used credit cards this holiday season. Now let's dig into imagining if they had that money saved up already, specifically for the intent of holiday shopping. Then a lot of that debt would not be existing. So kind of thinking ahead and, you know, figuring out some different ways to get ahead of having to use your credit card for holiday spending, um, you know, when November and December rolls around. Here's some different options that you can look into. Now, one will be auto transfers. So work with your bank and see, you know, can you open up a savings account or if you already have a savings account, um, you know, setting up an automatic transfer. Now you can set them up for, just say you get paid every week, um, every two weeks, or maybe one once a month, you want to just transfer one lump sum each month to your savings. So that could be, you know, oh, every month I want to send $100 at the end of the month because I know all my bills are paid and next month is a new month. So I want to get this $100 into the savings account. So now we do the math. We're only in January. So just say you started that this month. $100 times how many months do we have left until good old Black Friday again? About 10 months, right? So 10 times 100. That's $1,000. Now, we just talked about in the beginning of the podcast episode, on average, most Americans spent about $1,050. So if you already have $1,000 by end of November for your holiday shopping, most people out there might already have their shopping now done with that money, right? So if you're one of those that you're like, oh man, I didn't even spend $1,000. Well, then that's great. So then you have money left over to put in your regular savings after you shop. The point is you're not touching whatever money that you have coming in, just say in November, um, to utilize for holiday shopping, that will alleviate you having to pull out a credit card or credit cards to pay for your holiday shopping. Now, some banks and credit unions will actually offer a club account. So some of them will call it like a Christmas club. Some of them will just be a simple club account. The nice thing is that you can have it set to expire or to mature any, you know, any month that you choose. 
And for the Christmas clubs, typically they mature at the end of November, so you have them in time for early December, which is great. Um, that's also another option, which I would highly suggest, just because the fact that it keeps it nice and clean, you can set up an auto transfer to that club account. Um, you know, maybe just transfer yourself every time you get a little extra money, get some extra tips from your job, get a bonus, what have you. Um, it, it really helps keep your money clean. And for those that like to have different accounts for different purposes, that's a perfect choice for you. And lastly, when it comes to getting prepared for the 2020 holiday season, working with your payroll department to set up payroll distributions. So just say you want 5% of your paycheck to go into that savings account or club account um, before it even touches your account. That's an option. Um, just say you want $10 out of every paycheck. That's also an option. So work with your payroll department and see, you know, what flexible options do they offer for you to distribute your money the way that you need it to. So make your money work for you. If you feel like you might be tempted if the direct deposit goes into your checking and then you're making a decision whether how much you want to transfer to your savings or, you know, your club account and you feel like that won't work for you, then the payroll distributions is the perfect option. You're having it already distributed before you can even have a second thought. And what, what does that do for you? It keeps you consistent. It keeps you consistent and makes sure that, that that money goes in there regardless of, you know, whether you're feeling like you want to splurge tomorrow or, you know, you're like, you know what, it's my birthday. I want to do this or, um, you know, it's the summertime and I want to buy that extra bathing suit or I want to buy that extra latte. No, with the payroll distribution, it's already doing it for you. So if your job offers that, take advantage of it. It will put you 10 steps ahead. So by the time we fast forward to November and December, that money's already put aside and you don't even have to worry about repaying debt from the holidays. So I know debt can be really overwhelming and I know what it feels like to, you know, look at your balances, look at your statements, look at your apps, and realize you spent a little bit too much than you expected. You know, personally, I've racked up credit card debt to the point where I felt I needed to hide under a rock and cry. And that's as honest and truthful that I can get. Um, but when I really think about it, what really helped me was realizing that there were options for me and alternatives on paying down that debt so I didn't feel like I wanted to hide under a rock. Um, I do see so many people on a daily basis who you can just see it in their faces that they're overwhelmed. And I know what that feeling feels like. I know all the things that are just rushing through your mind like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. I feel so dumb. Um, you know, I don't want my girlfriend to find out. I don't want my husband to find out. Or, you know, if my mom finds out, she's going to judge me. Whatever it is that's bothering you in your mind because of, you know, the fact that you might have racked up some debt, just know that you have options. Now, the six options that we discovered or and, and discussed today, um, it's not like those are set in stone. Those are the only six options out there. Those are just the six options and alternatives that Two Cents felt like were really reasonable, really easy. And they make a lot of sense. So 
you know, if you're looking to have a healthy balance between money left in your pocket and paying off your debt as fast as possible, a lot of those alternatives that we did discuss can actually help with that. So I don't like being cash poor. You know, that's me personally. And if you use um, too much of your savings to pay down debt, and then you don't have anything left for emergencies, what does that do for you? So, you know, finding an alternative, finding an option that will help kind of balance out the two, I think that makes the most sense. And I think that will help people eventually reach financial freedom. So here at Two Cents, you know, we do try to promote savvy tips to balance your life out. So just remember, you know, there's a number of ways to pay down your debt, like using balance transfers, uh, applying for a personal loan, debt consolidation loans, even a savings secured loan. You know, along with your choices of a home equity, taking a loan against your 401k, or even contacting a credit agency for a debt management plan. So, you know, you do have choices out there. There are choices and you're not alone. A lot of us, you know, did go a little crazy for the holidays. And it's not to say that you're wrong for it, you know, but it's okay. You can get out of it and there are solutions for you. So, you know, I just want to thank everybody for listening to me today. Um, You know, just remember, you know, before I finish off the episode, you know, you can get ahead for the 2020 shopping season. Just start saving now. Start implementing those auto transfers. Start implementing, you know, getting a club account, a Christmas club, um, or talking to your payroll department to get it transferred automatically. There's options out there. And the more prepared you are for the 2020 season, the less worry you'll have to be when next year rolls around. So again, you know, thanks for listening to me today, guys. And, you know, please be sure to join me again for next week's episode. And, you know, just remember, here at Two Cents, we strive to give our two cents on your two cents. So make sure to follow us on Twitter, underscore T-W-O-S-E-N-S-E. So that's at underscore two cents or www.facebook.com slash the number two, S-E-N-S-E blog. So that's two cents blog. All right, guys, thanks again. And I will catch you guys next week. And if you guys do have a topic that you would like for me to discuss on a future date, um, go ahead on my podcast page and send me a message. Or if it's through social media, just tweet me, um, comment on one of my posts and let me know, hey, Steph, you know, I want you to talk about X, Y, or Z. All right, guys, see you next week.